Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Arch Study of You. I am your host, Cameron Gilmore. Buckle in, buckle up. We have got a phenomenal, phenomenal interview coming out from the Netherlands. From the Netherlands, ladies and gentlemen, Sana Marcusa. Yeah? Yes. There we go. We got I've been practicing <laughs> this for a bit. Listen, before we get into kind of the, the, the back history, who you are, what you do, I want to come out. I want to ask you a couple of questions real quick from the last time that we spoke, because it's very, very, very interesting how we get into this. You have a phenomenal background and what you do with the high performers. When you when we last talked, you talked about how getting pregnant at 21 years old saved your life. It's very, very weird to hear. Very, very weird to hear. So please, please take us into the space. How and what do you mean getting pregnant at 21 year old saved your life? Wow, you're diving deep indirectly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, back then I was, or when I was 21, I was working um, in a hair salon as a hairstylist. And um, I had kind of like a rough time there because of um, putting a lot of pressure on myself, always wanting to be like perfect, always like being in control. And that was something that like there were patterns around that that had been going on for basically my whole life. But at that time in that job and in who I was in that moment, like that kind of felt like, how do you say it? Like, a pressure cooker or something mm. um so i dealt with a lot of like health issues i had a lot of really bad headaches i had gut issues i had like um a lot of pain in my back um i was exhausted and there were like a lot of days that i that it probably would be better to call an ambulance than to like be at work um doing people's hair um but I like always like kept going um even though I was like basically dying on the inside and and like physically um and that came to a certain point that I basically couldn't I could I simply couldn't anymore so but I kept going anyway and when I got pregnant that was intentionally by the way when I got pregnant, that kind of forced me to slow down and to start listening to my body. I also wasn't sleeping very well. So like that really felt as something that came into my life, like literally came into my body actually, <laughs> um, and forced me to start listening because I was like, um, how do you say that? Like destroying myself. So that's why I always say like that saved my life. Because uh, I honestly think I wouldn't be there anymore if that wouldn't have happened. Ooh, deep, deep, guys. Did you hear that? Did you catch it? Because if you didn't, I'm gonna, you know exactly what I'm going to do. When you talk about perfectionism at such mm. a young age, young, 21 years old, did it just all of a sudden spring on? Or was this something that you later on figured out, oh, man, I have had this my entire life. Help. Help all of us listening understand, like, how did the perfectionism cripple you up until this point, And does it still cripple you? Mm. Yeah, well, it was something that was there um, from a really young age. 
and I was aware of it at that time, but not as how I am able to see it right now. So like right now I see how much that impacted like basically everything for me. Um, but, but then I also like knew it was there, like perfectionism and, um, the control, like if I wanted to control everything because, and that like kind of goes together with perfectionism, because like when you can control everything, you can do everything perfect and you won't fail or you won't like get rejected or like, there was a lot of that. And what behind it was, what was behind it was like fear, like fear of being rejected, of not being good enough, um, being really insecure. Um, yeah, all, all those, all those things. And it like, it owned me. Does it Guys. answer your question? <laughs> no, it I'm does. Like, listen, you okay. no, perfectly. Because listen, how many of us, when you were listening, how many of us can go back and relate to a time experience somewhere whether you're a kid or even now i have to be perfect i have to i have to be able to control i don't want to be vulnerable you think about what she just said she's saying this is what happened to me this is where i was at this is what was crippling me caused me both mental emotional physical pain physical pain perfectionism can and it's part of this mental illness that people we don't talk enough about Sonny gets on here and says, this is what, hey, here I am. This is what I am. Come on, guys. Listen to that. Let it, let it sink deep down into your soul. That's why she's on here, because she has so much knowledge in this space and more to come. Listen, I want to I quote something you said from a podcast, which was phenomenal. Virtual Campfire. Shout out to Virtual Campfire. Wait, listen to it if you, didn't, if you haven't listened to um virtual campfire before go you said something you said i didn't realize i didn't realize it at, at the young age but i found i found that out later in my life i dealt with a lot of physical things of stress once i became aware of that perfectionism and fear owned me so much i started to realize how much impact it had on my body i had a lot of headaches almost every single almost every day since i was 12 years old 12 or 13 years old had a lot of things that were wrong in my body, but without signals that the doctors could say what, what, what it was, there was nothing wrong on the inside of my body, but it had a lot of pain and things going on. Two questions, two questions. How have you built, have you, how have you been able to build systems to recognize when your perfectionism is manifesting? Right now? Right now. Yeah. I don't deal with perfectionism anymore. Like that's totally like not even a thing anymore. Like I do have high standards, which is something completely different, but uh, perfectionism is something that I completely left behind. Ooh, ooh, take, take us through that process because you now are gonna have a lot of people listening to this go, that's impossible. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you just say I no longer have it? Like it's, it's not like you could, it's not like, oh, I used to have hiccups and then I scared myself and I don't have any hiccups anymore. Take us through that process. How did you, or take us, give us one or two steps that you used to help you get through the perfectionism. Yeah. Well, like everything starts with awareness, right? So like 
I, because of the process I went through, like the awareness of how much perfectionism like impacted my life all these years, um, helped me to like better understand what was driving it. Because like, there's always something behind perfectionism. Like it's always fear, but that can be like a thousands of different things. So like when you're aware of something, you, um, like that's where the change can begin. So that's one thing, becoming really aware of what, what is it actually that's happening here and, and what drives it. And then making a decision like, hey, if like, like for me, it was like fear that owned me actually, like fear and control. And at some point you gotta make a decision like, hey, am I going to let fear own me and like, determine whatever I do and how I show up or am I taking control myself like am I deciding who I want to be and show up so like making a decision to not long to no longer come from like a place of fear and actually um taking full responsibility like that helped me a lot um and I also realized because I've thought about this in the past few weeks is that it has a lot to do with um, learning to know who you actually are. And like, because the more you're anchored in who you are and the more like confident you are and the more you accept yourself and the more you like see your strength and your power and all of that, the less you need of the things like on the outside so like i know that probably a lot of people don't like me well i could care less you know because i know who i am and and what i'm here to do in this world what my vision is and like all of that so the more i got anchored in who i am and actually learned like hey who am i that helped me to like let all of that go because like it's not important to me anymore like I know I don't have to be perfect. Like, yes, I like high standards. I like beautiful things. I, I like all of that, but it's not driving me. It's now the other way around. Like I'm in charge. And that's like a huge difference. Could, could you feel the energy? Could you yeah, look this entire time she's been talking? It's like this buildup. It's this buildup. But then when she said, this is how I overcame it. If you're listening, if you're if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or any of those streaming, go go to YouTube and and watch, just watch the energetic level jump out when she starts to talk about I know who I am, I do not need the approval or I do not need the accolations from somebody else around me because I know who I am, I love myself, and I am who I am today because of I made a decision. Go watch that. Dang, that is so good. All you young, smart individuals out there, just go listen to this. Parents, if you have kids, go go just play that part for them. Specifically, if you have young, beautiful queens, parents, or you are a young queen or, 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 or a well-seasoned queen, just listen to what she just said. She said, own who you are, own the space in which you operate in, and never, never, allow the opinion of somebody else to dictate who you are. Now, I'm going to say this. I'll probably get, because people are like, well, well, what are you talking about? Listen, she's a high level coach. She is a high level coach. So Sana, 
please tell us what does that actually mean? I hear this all the time. I'm a high level coach. Please explain a little bit about this is a two-fold question. What does that mean? And then how do you help high-level performing people recognize and become self-aware? Can you repeat that last last part of the question again? So how do you help those high performers recognize and become self-aware? Yeah, well, actually by calling out truth and, and asking them the questions that no one asks and telling them what no one else tells them. Like, um... I am really good at like seeing and hearing beyond what's set and like reading or hearing between the lines, if you want to call it that way. So I pick up on the things that aren't set, but are definitely like playing a part in someone's life or someone's communication or business or whatever. And I call that out which often starts, actually, I'm thinking right now, like while I'm talking or thinking, which (laughs) often starts with like, what do you want? That's my all-time favorite question. Um, Like, what do you truly want? Because a lot of us, like, we think we know what we want. Um, Well, is that true? Is that truly what you want deep down inside if you're like brutally honest with yourself? And most of the times it's not. Um, Or second, like, okay, if that's what you want, like, are you acting like upon that? So then first part of your question, like what's a high level coach? Well, that, that this is what I do. Like I help people see things that they don't see themselves in order to be like the best possible version of themselves um, in order to create the impossible. Um, yeah, and what's needed for that is truth. I, I, you said something in that what you you were saying something as you were in working through your zone of genius. You said, "Is that what you really want?" And are you acting on that? What do you mean by that? What? Please expand on that. What do you mean by when you tell somebody, "Is that what you really want?" And are you acting on that? Well, the first part is like we get influenced like all the time like by our past by our thoughts by other people by uh what i don't know would be a logical next step in whatever you're doing right now um but that doesn't say anything about what it is that you want so sometimes um because of the way you're influenced or the way you're thinking um you think that it is that you want whatever But when we really get to the core of like what you value and what it is that you truly desire or need right now, that can be something completely different. And like, do you act on it or not? Um, That's actually where a lot of discomfort oftentimes comes in because like, for example, super simple example, like if like what you want is more... um, free time just making something up right now um well if that is what you truly want are you acting on it well most people are not because of reason like whatever one two thousands (laughs) um (laughs) and it's uncomfortable like to change things or to say no to things or to communicate clearly to people why that is important to you or like whatever like so 
when you get to the core of what it is that you want, it's oftentimes really uncomfortable to actually act upon that. Let me ask this question because you are you look, I'm gonna call it out and you know, people know me very well. You know, I'm not politically correct in a lot of things. Um you you have a BS meter that is that when it goes off, you're like, and you have no problem calling people out. Who in your in your experience in the space that you have? This is kind of a two this I'm very curious about this. One is your your clients that are that you have globally. Which part of the globe would you say takes the punch in your face a lot harder than others? Or or, or, or is there any difference in between the two based on the countries in which they come from? No. I don't think it really matters where you come from. Let me ask you this question. Which person, a male or a female, when you're dealing with them, high performers, you're talking to them, which ones have a, a little harder time accepting your criticism as you are calling them out for the BS in which they're trying to tell you? Um, I don't know if there's a lot of difference, but like as in like who receives is better, but there is difference in like how they respond. So for example, men tend to like, um, come from a place of ego, like they want to hurt, they don't want to hurt their ego, you know? Um, and for like women, it's more like, um, how can I say this? Like more on the like, the emotions or how they feel or excuses. So like it's both in different ways, but like it actually depends on the person. Yeah, the reason why I asked this question is is pretty simple, right? Because when you understand, right, as Sana has told you, when you understand the place in which you operate, it doesn't matter the information that you give to somebody. It doesn't really matter because you're coming from a place of security. She's very confident in what she does. Don't let the accent fool you because just because she has an accent, we she, well, uh, from the U.S., we probably have an accent to her. But don't let it fool you. She knows the space in which she operates. So she's very comfortable calling you out based on the way that you can receive the information. And I think that is what's super key, how you give the information and tailor it in a way that's still bold, but yet powerful is huge. Man, that everyone know how to communicate well, learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and trust is really important too right because like everything is about relationships and about trust and like i have like a kind of natural tendency that people trust me from scratch which like is a huge gift um but like that that does a lot because like i can basically say anything um to my people uh, because they know like the place i'm coming from and that i deeply care and like, I like this phrase, there's this phrase, I don't know who it's from, but that doesn't matter. There's this phrase, I care so much that I don't care. Mm. Say, that I that. Say that again. Say that again. I had to stop I you. Care, I care so much that I don't care. And like, and that's exactly it for me. I care so much about, well, whoever you, for example, that I don't care what I have to say or do 
for you in order to get something like clear for you or that you can receive it or that like it helps you to move forward in whatever. We could stop right here, guys. We could stop. You have just been indoctrinated by a high level master. Okay. She knows the space in which she operates. She tells you, this is, this is who I am. You want me to help you get ready to get punched in the face. <laughs> oh, I love it. Gosh, dang it. All right. Let me, yeah, well, but, and you know, it's so effective because like, I'm about no, like, let's not waste time. So mm -hmm. like, let's get to the core of things directly. So like, it saves both, both of us time. And there's more time to actually do amazing things, you know, so like, let's scrap all the bullshit and like, boom. Thank you. Thank you for calling for what it is. I love it. So how do you do? How does leadership come into play then? Like you hear this word thrown around a lot. It's a fun topic. I love leadership, 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 leadership. But how has leadership changed as you work with clients, these high performing clients like, that are performing at a high level that want to go a higher level? How does the word leadership, right? How does that change? And how has that changed throughout the course of what you have seen? Yeah, well... I actually focus and talk a lot about self-leadership because like everything starts with ourselves and it's actually way more easy to lead others than to lead ourselves. Like lead, truly leading yourself is one of the hardest things to do. So, and, but that's at the same time where everything starts. So self-leadership and like true leadership for me is about ownership and responsibility like taking full ownership of everything and coming <laughs> from that place and um yeah that self-leadership i love let me ask this question because the last time you talked you went in great depth about how long it took you how many years it took you to get you to actually love who you are, where you are, and the person that you become. There are many people that listen to this, including myself, that struggle throughout the process of loving yourself and be, and allowing, more importantly, allowing yourself to be loved. Take us through that process on how you were able to arrive to where you are today. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a process <laughs> um, and not linear. Well, and and like part of it, I'm still working on it. And I think it's like a never ending thing, like to, to fully love myself and to, to be able to receive love. But like from a, a really young age, when I was a little girl, maybe, I don't know, two or three years old, um, something um, happens that made me as a little girl decide to not like reach out anymore for love um or or help so from a really young age i kind of completely shut off like um my emotions or like being able to to receive maybe that's put it yeah that's better Be, being able to receive so from that point on i always like um gave and gave and gave but i never allowed myself to receive again which also 
did I lose connection? Nope, still here. Oh. Um, which made it really hard for me to actually like figure out who I am and how it feels to be loved. And like, I had no clue about like self-love or how to love yourself or what that even means or how important it is. Like I did everything with my head, not with like emotions or my feelings. And I had actually no idea like what true love felt like. And so I found that out not long ago actually. And um, what has helped me in that process of like loving myself and being able to receive again is actually asking for help. Asking for help and allowing myself to receive that help without feeling guilty because I would feel guilty all the time because like I only give. I didn't allow myself to receive. So when I did, I would feel that I would have to give something back. So like allowing myself to receive and allowing myself to like be open about like what it actually is that I need and also being able to receive that, um, that has helped me to kind of like lean in and start to like feel again and to um, experience what it means to actually love yourself like I knew that I was good at a lot of things and like that I am like um like I was confident in the things that I did but I wasn't confident about like loving myself or that I actually could give some grace on myself and, and that kind of stuff how do you how then do you start to allow yourself to be loved it, it, and the reason I ask that, because a lot, look, there's a lot of this out there globally. Things happen to us as a kid, horrific things. Okay. Yeah. We don't need to talk about what those are, but it's very hard for people, kids that go through traumatic events when they're a child to allow themselves to be loved. So I, I want you to speak directly as if you were in front of an audience of a million, because you pro you will be. There'll be people all over the globe that listen to this. And you're speaking. How can you get, how do you help them start to allow themselves to be loved, but get the confidence to be loved? Hmm. I think it's really important to start with giving yourself the space, like giving yourself space to explore what it is that you need, what it is that maybe needs to be healed, where there's like a gap in you and explore what it would mean for you if you would give more love on yourself and if you would allow yourself to be loved. I think that is a really, really great starting point. Mm. Guys, I mean that's a, it's a it's a definitely a, a a subject that is hard for a lot of people to talk about, but it is a subject that needs to be talked about. Give yourself space, allow yourself to heal, and when you heal, when you have, move on. Don't recall it. Don't keep bringing it up. You hear that a lot. And I, oh my gosh, man, that is so so good. Let me ask you this because of your of your coaching and what you do on those high performance people. 
what are what steps do you allow them to take to actually trust people? Because it's got to be hard when you're performing at a high level. You don't know who is authentic and who's not authentic. Who who do you feel like just wants to take advantage of you? But who or those that really want or, or are invested and want to get to know? How do you help them take those steps to trust others? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, trust is an interesting topic. Um, first thing I would say is like trust starts with ourselves too, like everything. So to be able to trust others, you have to trust yourself first. So like the real the real first question is like, how much do you trust yourself? Like, do you even trust yourself? And if that answer is 100% yes, like, yes, I do trust myself, then it's way easier to trust others um, as well. And how I see it, like, a lot of people have told me in my life that I trust people too fast and and that I trust too much people. And I don't agree with that. Um, It's a conscious decision. Like, I decide to trust you. You can prove me wrong. You can prove me that you're not trustable, but I choose to trust you. And because of that trust and like people feel it when they, when they feel like, oh, she trusts me. Like that means something. There, there are not many people who then will screw you over. Of course, a lot of people still will, but like feeling trust from someone that does something. So I decide to trust. And um, so one thing I would say to others is, and how I help people is, well, trust yourself first. That's really important. And second thing is also like, go with your gut. Like if something feels off, like check it, if you can check it. And sometimes it doesn't make sense, but just go with your gut. If it, doesn't, if it does feel off, okay, well then let it go and go to another person. But yeah. Simple. Isn't it just simple that 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 people always, well, not people, not I'm not blanketing statement, but this a lot of people that I've talked with, it's just you have to trust the process. Oh yeah, you just trust the process. Yeah, because you can overthink it, you can overanalyze it, you can say, well, because of this, I, I don't know, but you're saying. It's a conscious decision that you make. And also, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it, regardless of what it looks like. Exactly. How yeah. have you helped? So, take that example of trust your gut. How have you helped people recognize and trust their gut to help them get out of situations, both good and bad? Well, I guess let's start with like being aware again. Like, the more aware you are, <laughs> of yourself and of your body and the signals that that gives you the better decision you can make and the better you can listen to your gut so like it's a process of like i see things that a lot of things i see as as building a muscle Mm -hmm. so it's like you learn by doing you learn by training you get better by training and you grow muscle by training so it's a process of, of like training that muscle and and being in that game yes I'm telling you, yeah, that's all if, I can say about it. <laughs> if, if you haven't figured this out yet, it through this course of the conversation, it's just you. 
it, the simplistic answer is really you have to train, you have to put in the work. There's yeah. not, there is not a pill, a potion, or a lotion. There's not a drink. There is not an immense amount of TV or podcasts or book readings that you can do, and and it will help grow you. If you do not put in the work, you will not change. Plain exactly. and simple. Plain and you have to put in the work. You are learning from somebody who teaches this at a very high level to individuals that are at very high levels, whether it's professionally, economically, socially, wherever it may be, you're learning that she breaks them all the way down and says, do you trust yourself? And if the answer is yes, prove it. If the answer is no, why not? <laughs> yeah, and things are so much easier when you trust yourself because even like, even when it turns out that you said yes to someone that couldn't be trusted and they screwed you over, like whatever, that's fine. You can figure it out. Like you'll fix it or you'll find a way to like get over it. Like whatever, if you truly trust yourself and if you like own who you are, it doesn't really matter. Does it hurt? Probably. Does it suck? Yes. But like, let's get on with it. Oh, I love this. Look, you just said something that beautiful because I, I wanted to, it reminded me of this, this quote that I heard, again, going back to the Virtual Campfire podcast, which was a phenomenal podcast, by the way. You said something, and I want to read this real quick and get your thoughts. Quote, I don't believe in finding the time. It It's creating time. It's two things. One is checking in with yourself. What do I want and how do I want my week, my life, my business, or my family to look? And two, being honest about what, what that is because that's the real problem. Please take us through your thought process on this. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, like, if you want something bad enough or if something is truly important to you, you'll find a way, you'll create the time or like whatever, you will do what is needed. So like start again with being honest about what it is that you want or, or what is like priority to you, what are your values and then go from there because there lies the answer always. Like, and during most of my life, I think I never truly asked that question to myself. Like, what do I truly want? Like, I oftentimes, like, um, you know, went from what I think I wanted or what I thought the world expected from me or something like that. So when I realized, like, hey, I can take full ownership and, hey, I can create anything that I want, like, that forced me to, like, really asking myself that question and answering it brutally honest like over and over and over again because that's also a muscle like asking yourself what do I want um like I realized it's all up to me so the more I started answering that question honestly uh the more clear the path became and then you'll find time you'll create time like literally nothing will stand in your way if you're clear and that is again, super simple, but I'm all about simplicity, but simple doesn't mean e easy. Like it can be freaking hard, but yeah, that's the thought process. Uh -huh. Guys, <laughs> did you hear that? If you're clear about it, 
you will you will move heaven and hell to go get it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. How I'm gonna act, look if you I'm guys I'm sorry, but there's been a lot of sarcasm on this podcast. There has been an abundance amount of sarcasm. That's why I wanted. That's why I wanted her to be on. Let me ask you this question: How then do you set clear vision? Do you write it down? Do you, do you just talk about it? Do you lay in bed and say, oh, I wish? Please help us understand, all of us, how do we set clear and then how do we act? I think I, I said it several times already. It's, it's the what do you want question. Like, and getting really, really, really getting to the core of, of what that is. And getting your values, um, how do you say that, lined up. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your top, what are your top five things in life that you value? For me, number one is freedom. So I create my whole life from freedom. Everything I do, how my week looks like, everything is created from freedom, even, even my business. So, like... If you answer that question, what do I want? And like drill deep, don't answer, like don't take your first answer as a real answer, like no question it. And it's actually really good when you do this with someone because you need someone to challenge you on that. (laughs) Um, That's really powerful. But otherwise, like keep asking yourself that question, drill, drill down as much as you can. And like um, go search and value list on Google and then start drilling down on your top five values and then start creating a vision from those values. Like, what does that look like? Okay, freedom is my number one value. What does that look like in my life and what needs to change? And then act on that, like change that. Which meant for me, when I did that, like the top five value thing, I cleared my whole calendar and I was like, okay, how do I want this to look like? Like my weeks, how do I want that? And same with my business, with my private life, everything. And I started creating from there. Any uh, any any doubts or questions, anybody? Anything? You listen, all the books, all the leaderships, everything that you read, well, they all boil it down to this exact same point. The high levers, the high achieving level individuals create systems they create freedom for themselves they do not let the business or their external factors run their life they run those lives you heard it from her freedom is her biggest her biggest value so how can she create more freedom it's get real clear on the vision that she wants real clear on the time that is really going to take. And when she's in that time, she's actually focused on that task at hand. Look, you don't believe me? She's married. She's got two children. She's got to run day to day, probably with them. She's got a business to run. And she's got, you know, and being married comes with its own challenges. Let me ask you this. How do you, how do you, how does you and your spouse, how do you guys work together cohesively with you running the business and the children and the home? How do you, how do you run cohesively? Mm. By getting good systems, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, my husband is、um, away from home a lot. Like sometimes he's two or three weeks away、uh, abroad for work. So I am oftentimes like running、uh, the family by myself.、Um, and otherwise, when he's home, he helps me a lot.、Um, But yeah, I I just created like、uh, a routine that really helps me. I strongly believe in having good routines, and so when I bring the kids to school, for example, every morning、um, afterwards, I drive directly to the gym because I lift weights five times a week.、Uh, that's truly really important to me. So like I make sure that I have time for that. That's actually like more priority than like. My business,、uh, because I am my business. So, like, I create my life and my business around the times、um, of my、uh, of the school, and around my weightlifting things and the other things that I want to do for myself. And、um, I schedule the hours that I want to be in my business or work on my business when I want it. So, like, yeah. That's again really simple, but <laughs> it works. <laughs> Listen to what she's saying. Her husband is gone two to three weeks. At times, it stretches. If you if you're listening to this, man, women, listen. I, I if if your spouse has gone away from work and then you know not home a lot, but she's saying you create a system. You can you can have freedom. Think about what she just said. She creates her system to have freedom. The first things that she does when she drops the kids off is go to the gym. Now, look, you guys were like, "Man, I got a nine to five. I work nine to five. Work forty hours a week. You know, I, I mean, how how do I prioritize? Go back to the part where she said, if it's important, you will make time for it. She didn't want to hear you like a burden. Oh, and it, don't give her her BS. Don't give you. Don't give us the BS. If you value it, you're going to make it a high priority. She values freedom, so it's a high priority for her. Guys, this interview is just jam packed full with all kinds of leadership guidance, creating freedom, creating systems from somebody who does this on a high high level with individuals that all that complain to her. She don't want to hear the BS. You don't want to hear the BS. Your family, your friends, your kids—they don't want to hear the BS. If you want it, go get it. <laughs> Keep giggling. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is why we. This is why we created this show. Tell us about. Tell us about what you're creating. This new executive lifestyle brand to be launched next year. Tell us about, guys. Listen to what she's creating. Another business, really? Tell us about it. Yeah,、um, I'm creating an exclusive lifestyle brand that fully stands for like own who you are,、um, because like that is one of my main messages. Because I believe that if you like truly own who you are and live because of that the life you truly want, the world becomes a better place. So I wanted to kind of like create a brand around that, so like everyone around the whole world will get that message and like join the the club to to call that way.、Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
I'm creating this like lifestyle brand. It's called Leon Noir because I am, that means black lion. I'm the lioness. Mm. Um, because like, I want to like be able to spread that message in the most like, um, in like every possible way. And I feel like having like real products and like having a brand that people like feel connected with um, strengthens that. So that's what I'm creating, like a brand that people want to wear, want to be part of, uh, which feels like a community that might have like events around the world where people can join um, and like together, like to change the world and like just freaking own who we are. I love it. The black lion. Yeah. I would even, I look, I'm, a, I'm not even going to try to say it because it's French. I'm going to butcher. I can say Leon, Leon Noir. Leon Noir. There we go. Yeah, pretty good. Gosh, dang. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell us how, how can we get, how people want to reach out to you, want to get a hold of you, your business. Tell us how, and we'll have all the links down below, but tell us how we can get and be a part of your life. Mm. Well, that's not for many <laughs> because like the work that I do one-on-one is like really exclusive, but I would say, uh, get to my Instagram, like my Instagram and my LinkedIn are the, the platforms that I am like most on and where you can like be in the, in the vibe and in the message of what I have to say in this world um and tiktok is upcoming too so i would say definitely follow me uh, on those three platforms um and yeah if you do feel like you're up for a really really good challenge and get ready to like to you know get some truth out um i dare you to slide in into my dm there um but yeah that's it guys she's brutally honest so if you're ready to take a new chapter in your life and become a, a better version of yourself, reach out because when you, I follow her content and I remember when I reached out to her, I'm like, man, there's something amazing about what she's doing. And the, the fact that she was like, yes, let's talk and have this conversation. Let me tell her story. Completely honored to have her on. It has been an absolute, absolute treat. Before I let you go, as we wrap up this phenomenal <laughs> this phenomenal sarcastic punch in your face get the bullshit out guys that's what she's saying get it out of your life no no more stop what you're doing let's move on if you were to see your if you were to see your 5 year old self today what do you think she would say to you mm. anything is possible Man, that's deep. Man, that is so good. That is so good. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. 2024, we'll say end of 2024. Watch, her book's going to come out. She may not be thinking about it. They all, look, I, are you dang right? You better write a book. 2024, I'm telling you on the podcast, she's going to have she's gonna have her uh, book come out. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, before I let you go, top five books that you would recommend someone to read in mm. uh, personal development, um, business, spiritual, whatever it may be. Give us the top five books you would recommend anyone to read. 
Well, definitely the number one is straight line leadership from uh, Dusan Juke. I don't know if I pronounce his name correctly, but uh, that's the first one. Do you know that one? No, I do oh, not. Yeah, go read it. Go read no, it. Don't <laughs> so you good. worry. I'm going to add it to the list of the libraries that I've got on all the books that we're reading. <laughs> um, Relentless from um, Tim Grover. Mm -hmm. Man Up from Bedros Kulian. The Big Leap oh. from uh, Gay Hendrix. Gay Hendrix. Love good, it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yep. I love it too. And um, Reinvent Yourself from Steve Chandler. Oh man, I absolutely love that. Guys, we are going to have all the links. We'll have the links to the books that she recommended. We'll have all of the links to her social media account. Please go follow her. I'm telling you, this is why we do the show. It's, it is so that we can bring people from the Netherlands to come here and just drop gem after gem after gem. Reach out if you're ready to change your life. If not, follow, get inspired. Guys, go, please share, like, comment, leave a review. Go reach out to her. Say hi. Say, I heard you on there. Call her. Say the Black Lioness. I heard you. I heard you loud and clear and cannot wait. Man, this is phenomenal. 20, 10 countries down, top 25% most shared globally in 2022. And you can see why this is the fastest growing podcast out there. This has been another phenomenal, and I mean another phenomenal episode of The Arch Study of You. Go crush your day and have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Shout out to my biggest sponsor, Warrior Energy Drink. The reason why we partnered together is because we have the same mindset, we have the same drive. We're, we're for the people. We're about the people. Look, Warrior Energy Drink has zero sugar options, and they got water as well. Low calories, great taste, very affordable, no crash, big energy fast, high in B vitamins, awesome, awesome design, culture design, 160 milligrams of caffeine. Other energy drinks have way, way too much, and they're always giving it back to their community. They're paying it forward. Partner with them. Guys, click the link below. Go, go get yourself your own warrior energy drink and go crush today. Hey everybody, I wanna take this quick second here. A lot of you have asked me what journal do I use, my family use, simple, this journal right here. See, my buddy Craig Smith has spent years and years developing a journal that takes everything that's up in here and puts it on paper so we can be edified and grow. So if you don't know what to write about, which oftentimes happens, he gives you ideas. And if you want power statements, things that say, I am this, he gives you those ideas. Now, if when you look at on one page, it says, this is what I'm accomplished. This is what I am statements. And there's a quote every single day that you get to write on and, and focus on. The second page is write your daily thoughts, get it out of your head, put it on paper to be the best version of yourself. The link's down below. Listen, I get no money for this. It's just, I believe in this journal. I love this journal. It's changed my life, my family's life. And if you want, it'll change your life as well.